0: Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax in Oakton, Virginia. We hope you enjoy this sermon from a recent Sunday worship service. Memorandum From the Department of Magnificent Things To Whom It May Concern Next week the Department of Magnificent Things will release its most sought after publication, The Perfect Holiday Compendium. (laughs) From the team that brought you Miss Manners, Pinterest, and the Williams-Sonoma catalog, (laughs) this, this annual guide provides inspiration for makers and hosts who want to make this year the best holiday season ever. The compendium is arranged by holiday and theme with step-by-step instructions for hard, difficult, and well-nigh impossible projects (laughs) to bring holiday cheer to everyone you know. Whether you're planning a neighborhood holiday market, upcycling a school pageant, or simply hosting a formal meal for your nearest and dearest, You'll find ideas worth losing sleep over for every celebration with coordinating sartorial recommendations. Follow along on social media with this year's official brand ambassadors who will be showing you how to make the holidays larger than life in your life. We hope the compendium will help you make the holidays magnificent. With festive greetings, the head of the Department of Magnificent Things. Most wonderful time of the year, my foot. (laughs) Between the shorter days, busier schedules, and sky-high expectations, many people I've spoken with over the years, especially these last few pandemic holiday seasons, many people find more to be stressed about than to be merry about during the winter holiday season. I love the fact that this weekend, The unofficially official start to the winter holiday season is the last day of UUCF's November Change theme before the transition into December's Wonder theme because those are two of the messages we need to hear most as we start the bustle of winter holidays. Now for me, this season of winter's darkness has always had a special place in my heart. My beloved stars are on full and twinkling display. The cool crisp air makes me want to jump out of bed each morning and embrace the world. But even winter lover that I am, I have to admit it can be hard to capture the magic of the holidays when you feel like you're being pulled in a million different directions. But there is a reason for the season that we're about to start after all. And it doesn't have anything to do with worshiping at the altar of commerce, or about offering sacrifices to the gods of busyness, as much as our actions have come to suggest these possibilities. The reason is the same one that cultures throughout history have celebrated midwinter festivals. When we celebrate the winter solstice last night, it may be the last longest night, but we are already in the time of longest nights. Now we may be, many of us, used to heated houses and cars to shield us from the bite of winter's wind, but that hasn't been the case for most of human history. We may make merry for the sake of making merry now, but over the course of our history as a species, the food we shared in community, the lights we shined through the darkness, those things meant giving life to those around us, receiving life in turn. But honestly, for all of our heated houses and cars, have we really changed that much? Or have we simply forgotten how to hold our vulnerability with wonder? As much as I love the idea of a long winter nap right about now, we are not bears. We were never meant to spend spend the winter huddled alone against the cold outside. We need community. We need to need each other. In recognizing each other's vulnerabilities, in providing for each other's needs, We honor the interdependence that links us to the universe. If we are, indeed, the stuff of stars, we are writing future history in the stars. And in the star stuff of those around us. Each moment we are alive. Supporting each other through the longest nights reminds us that we travel the dark sea of stars together. It is a sacred act of trust, of vulnerability, to be known and met, to let our needs be known and met, and a sacred act of joy to meet each other's desires. The season of wonder reminds us how to be in community together. And yet, we take that gift of wonder, of vulnerability, of sharing and supporting, and we wring that gift out of our blood, sweat, and tears. Not to equal amounts, of course. Those of us who are in the working class, those of us who are in service and helping positions, those of us who are disabled, who are racialized, who are marginalized by dominant cultures, these members of our community, bear a heavier cost. But regardless of whether you fit into any of those categories or not, which of us is well served by a holiday schedule and a set of expectations that asks us to burn the candle at both ends and sometimes in the middle? The earth holds wisdom for us if we will listen slowness and rest, time to lie fallow and prepare for blossoming, but also time to sparkle like sunlight on frost, to stand out like a cardinal in the snow, to gather together in the cold, or find warmer weather to be with the um, nature around us. There are so many nuggets of wisdom in our natural world, in the sacred texts of humans throughout history, and we are the only ones who can tell which wisdom is meant for us. One of my favorite authors, Becky Chambers, wrote a story in which one protagonist traveled around asking people what they needed. Now, as he traveled with his companion, He asked in each community, what is it that you need? What is it that humans need? Now as they got toward the the end of this journey and began to consider the answers they had received, he grouped them into two categories. He said he received some who needed immediate help with doing. Fixing a barn, gathering honey, those were the um, needs that they were able to address right then and there. There were those who offered broader answers about life companionship, dreams, and the future. Now, some people. Especially the people in the first category, they knew right away what they needed. Some people, some of the people in the second category knew right away what they needed. But some people went away to think, to figure it out. And for a few of the people that he spoke with in this journey, they had no idea how to answer that question. What do you need? What do humans need in order to thrive? I'll let you hold that for a moment. And then I'm going to invite you to practice some of this vulnerability in community and to share an answer it doesn't have to be the only answer. It doesn't have to be the perfect answer, but to share an answer to the question of what do you need with someone who is near you, whether that's physically near you or who's available on the other end of a digital, digital device. So take a moment and share with each other. What do you need? I don't know. I don't know what answers you are sharing. But I can see one answer. And thank you for helping me make my point. We need this. We need community and connection and having our needs known and heard and held we need the hard soul work of saying our needs of sharing our needs out loud in the open it is not hard to give of whatever you have to give for those you love it is really hard to ask for whatever you need to take from those you love. And it is love for ourselves, for our world, for each other, that continues to build that future history written in the stars, moment by moment, sending love, accepting love, sharing our needs, accepting the things that will sustain us along the strands that connect us across the miles. But what if you fall into that last category? What if you, like so many of us at different moments in time, have no idea of how to answer that question? Maybe you have no idea how to answer that question because you don't know. Maybe you have no idea how to answer that question because you have never taken the time to let yourself learn the ways of hearing your own needs, of asking for your own desires. I think that is where that wisdom from the world around us and from the sacred texts of peoples throughout history, the sacred practices of peoples throughout history can help us to pause, to be still, to prepare for our blossoming. And we can't do any of that if we are reading every year the perfect holiday compendium. Maybe some of what you need is asking you to lean into change. Maybe some of what you need is asking you to lean into wonder. Maybe some of what you need is asking you to lean into each other. That is how we meet the infinite. It is a special, a magical, an awesome, and wonderful thing that we exist now in this moment with our communities with each other. It is rare and beautiful that we exist. A woman I know who has been through more grief than most people can even imagine is one of the most beautiful and wise souls I know. I'd like to share with you something she once told me that I think applies to where we are as a world where we can be in community together. She said that she thinks the tenderness of hearts who are grieving also makes them more open. That it, that it is in the cracks of our broken hearts, our broken hearts for injustice, our broken hearts for loneliness, our broken hearts for the ways in which we want to be known. That's where our beauty, art, healing, inspiration, connection, that is where we can find each other in the light that comes through those cracks of our hearts. We can find new space for loving each other For caring what happens to strangers, for creating art, for connecting to the universe and through the universe to each other. We can find a space to change, to change ourselves, to change our world. We can find the space for wonder. We can find the space for bringing those together. As you use, our communities have never been confined to the walls of a building. There is nothing that is strong enough to dim the flame of our shining interdependent web. We are messy and beautiful and complicated and glorious. Together we shape a universe of love and light, and fierce, battered hope for the world we can build for tomorrow. This morning as I was leaving, I found a note on my door. It was sealed with the same Department of Magnificent Things seal, but that's where the resemblance ended. Hello, friends. We wanted to let you know that the Department of Magnificent Things is under new management and we have some big news to share. First of all, we won't be publishing the perfect holiday compendium this year. Let's be honest, we've all had enough perfect in our lives to last quite a while. We'll still be offering inspiration for the holidays and we hope the poetry, prose, and media arts will bring warmth to your winter. We know members of our community celebrate holidays year round. So we'll be releasing a curated holiday offering in each quarter of the year to honor the important days in your life. We would love to meet and amplify the artists, inventors, and other creators who make your local communities richer. The upcoming winter holiday season is a busy one, and we hope you'll make time for the important things. The wellness of your soul, time with those who make you smile, moments you can make your dearest ones smile, and spaces to wonder. Eat your favorite things, move your body in ways that make you happy. Be with people who make your heart sparkle. Stay hydrated, take naps, keep being magical. Thank you for being part of our journey. We offer you warmest winter wishes. May you share light and receive it, held in the embrace of loving community. We're celebrating you, the team at the Department of Magnificent Things. P.S. We heard from our friends over in the Department of Incredible Transportation. They said to let you know that reindeer like carrots, but they also like snickerdoodles. Do with that information what you will. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. To listen to more UUCF sermons, go to uucf.org podcasts, or subscribe via iTunes with the keywords Podcasts UUCF.